You're listening to Sips of Sanity, your toolkit for emotional and intuitive intelligence, or what we like to call the dirty work. Let's do it. Hello, Kelly, and hello, everyone. Hi. So we're going to be talking about the universal laws yet again, Kelly. Yep. Favorite month, one of my favorite topics. Yeah? Couldn't, couldn't have a better duo. <laughs> and I mean, come on, better duo. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so um, one, I think I've got one for each day, which is what we did last month. And we're going to start with the universal law of action. Mm. Okay. Mm. And I have a little quote, and I do want to start all of this by saying that one of my favorite resources to go to for the universal laws is Dan Millman's book, The Life You Were Born to Live. Mm -hmm. And I do want to say, too, if this is your first time listening to this or your first time hearing about his book, is that it is a book on numerology. And the first two-thirds of his book is very much on your life path according to your birth number. The last one-third of his book is on about, I think there's 12 or 15, I can't recall how many, universal laws. And um, attraction and abundance are not in it. <laughs> and I'm just saying that because so many North Americans in particular um, really believe that they understand law, the, the universal laws. And some people, it's come to my attention, think there are only, there is only one law and it is abundance slash attraction. Because whatever I want to attract myself, I should get in abundance. Neat. <laughs> yep. Right? So um, we just want people to understand here that there are many more universal laws and that there are spiritual laws and that there are, they actually go right into the laws of physics too. And attraction actually is one of them that is spiritual and physics. Mm. Okay, so let's start with action. And I wanted to take a quote from his book, and actually it's from Vance Hafner, so it's not Dan's. It says, vision isn't enough unless combined with venture. It's not enough to stare up the steps unless we also step up those stairs. Oh, that's a great quote. Isn't it? Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, powerful. There's, yeah. there's um, well, there's action in it. There's momentum. There's forward motion. I just, yeah, it's really beautiful. As mm -hmm. opposed to I'm going to sit here and meditate and think about what I want. Yeah, and then the universe should do all the work and give it to me. Yeah. Okay, so I don't want to rip on that for too, too long because we do that pretty regularly. Um, so let's talk more about action and what that looks like. Mm -hmm. um, I think like how Dan approached it in the book, I think, is something you and I could do quite well. And the fact that he starts with talking about doubt, he talks about inertia, he talks about people that want to basically, I know you said we, we kind of beat this one to death, but we're going to beat it one more time, Kelly. <laughs> the inertia that happens to us when we really aren't willing to take any action, when we really think the universe or other people or I don't know what else they think it is, but I'll say basically those two groups are supposed to give us or manifest. That's the big word I'm hearing. Yeah, and then you could just like take that word manifest out and use apparate. Like people literally just wanted to apparate in front of them, and it's like, come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I know sometimes sometimes 
wonderful things do happen, and that's part of life. But not without someone taking an action. That's right. Yeah. And what we're really trying to point out here is that too many people are sitting in their inertia, believing that it's just going to happen without any action. And that needs to be thought out and discussed. So I want to point out that what you're doing by ruminating, or if you want to call it thinking, or you want to call it meditating, is actually a waste of your energy and your time. Yeah, if I think about sitting with someone in a coaching session, we talk about goals a lot, right? What are your ambitions? Mm -hmm. What do you want to achieve? What goals are you aiming towards? Um, It's always about breaking things down in terms of steps, which are actionable steps, right? So knowing what the next right step is to take. And I think when people don't bother to break down a big picture, a big goal, the end result, let's say, then action becomes one of the universal laws that we can easily easily forget about because we just think, well, I'm just thinking about the result. I didn't, I didn't think about how I was going to get there. I just know I want this thing, right? Or this mm-hmm. lifestyle, however you want to fill in that blank. We have to break it down into those steps to know how to put one foot in front of the other. And also sometimes Who needs to put one foot in front of the other? Sometimes action isn't just us, right? Mm -hmm. It might be that we have to put a team in motion. That could be our employees that we put in motion, but we still need to know what steps to lead them toward so that we're all now working toward that result. Fabulous. And I'm just going to reiterate, not to irritate you, Kelly, but just to reiterate that going back to a yoga mat to meditate one more time or going to... Michael's to buy one more vision board or to uh, Walmart to buy more magazines to pick out pictures is not an action. And I want to say too that part of this process, so now we're bringing in another universal law in order to Mm -hmm. achieve action, is to be able to break down those steps, which is what, you know, the answer to what your actions are supposed to be. And actually reflect on, do I want to be involved in that process? Do I like the actions that need to be taken? Do I want to engage in the in the actions or that process that's going to lead me to my end result? Because if, if that process is not something that I'm going to enjoy, it's not a process I want to engage in, then I'm really going to procrastinate action, which is, you know, you're talking about inertia. And then we start to think, well, I just, I just want to take the responsibility off of my hands and and I'm going to head back to my mat. I'm going to think about it and I'm just going to hope and I'm pray and wish and whatever. We need to know, do I even feel connected to the process itself and want to take those actions? Mm -hmm. And if it's not appropriate to delegate that those actionable steps, then you really have to reflect on, am I willing to do the work involved? Can we also throw in there that you might need to ask yourself, would this require any sacrifice on my part. Then they always do, right? Because what you are sacrificing every single time is time. So if people don't want to sacrifice the time it takes to put one foot in front of the other, take the next right step toward the end result, then yeah, you're no matter what, you're doing a conscious or a subconscious weight, right? You're putting it on a scale and deciding, is my time worth what I need to get done? Is my time worth the result that I'm actually telling myself I want? And let's throw another one on your weight. How about energy? For sure. Right? Like we can throw 
different things on there. But what we're trying to point out today in the universal law of action is that you, we really want you to be mature enough to understand this is about my time. This is about my energy. This is about desire. This is about sacrifice. This is about process. Mm-hmm. And when we go to sit, and I'm just picking a yoga mat here just randomly, but when we decide to stay and procrastinate and go into the inertia and not use the law of action, then we're really, sh- I'm just going to say we're shitting the bed. Mm-hmm. And then when we shit the bed, other people around, we either expect them to pick it up for us, or we really do have to walk away and say, this. I'm not interested in this. Mm. But if you're truly not interested, let people know if they're involved. And if they're not, then you have to come to the realization that you're a user. Oh, love that. Yeah. And, and I, oh, I see this so often where people know they're users. I see it tons where people want to own a business and they don't want to work, so they want to hire other people that are going to work for them, and they're going to take a cut. Mm. And and lots of businesses run this way, don't get me wrong, but those individuals who have integrity have put in the legwork, like doing the legwork that's involved, mm-hmm. being at the top, because there's lots, right? But mm-hmm. for a lot of people, they're starting from maybe entry level, or they've been in the profession for 10 to 15 years, and they don't want to do their job anymore. And that's why they want others to work for them. And so they've basically said, I want to back away from the law of action. I want you to do it all for me so that I can have the income. Mm. That's just one example. Mm -hmm. That's great. So I also want to point out that when we look at taking action, it could be quite beneficial to say, geez, as I take some of these steps, I'm not going to like how I feel. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to like the emotions or the things that I actually have to do. But if you can anticipate it, if you can say, I'm not going to like this, somehow, sometimes it's just a little less awful. Well, yeah, because you're just, you're entering into reality and mm-hmm. you're going towards radical acceptance, right? Of just, I know I'm not going to enjoy this process. If I got to choose how I'm going to spend my time, this would not be it. However, I'm so I'm so invested in the end result, and it means so much to me that this little blip in time with this particular action that I need to take, we're just going to get it done. It's- and I don't have to like every step. Mm-hmm. And I think that's another misconception in in that kind of law of action when we're when we're talking about this is that people think I'm supposed to like every step if I'm working towards a goal and it's like no mm-hmm. not at all yeah you have to anticipate you're not going to as a matter of fact yeah and that I have to learn how and I love how you're calling it radical acceptance. I have to learn how to deal with emotions that I don't enjoy feeling. They're not going to kill me. That's a fact. Um, so I'm okay to go through them. For sure. And it can be it can be radical acceptance. It can also be reframing or a combination mm-hmm. of the two, right? Yeah. Um, I have to call a bunch of people to order massive amounts of bread. I That bores me to fucking tears. I don't mm-hmm. want to do it. However, if I think about what it's going to do mm-hmm. as an end result, that makes me a little bit happier. If I think about who I'm feeding maybe I am happy to make the call and keep in mind how much fun this is going to be. And so the five minute conversation or the day that I'm going to have to spend, you know, sourcing out bread will be something that I can just hold the end result in mind Mm -hmm. and maybe just 
focus on connecting to the people on the other end of uh, the telephone. Yeah. Good. So reframing and radical acceptance can go really hand in hand in order to get the action done. Right. And I'm going to throw in a little bit of patience. Oh, yeah. We can throw in a lot of universal laws here. Yeah. I'm going to throw in that little bit of, yeah, the universal law of patience where, um, you, as you've just described, that if I'm just patient with myself when I get to that step that I know I'm not going to enjoy... I know I'm going to come out of that. And that might take me roughly 15 minutes to make that phone call. And at the end of that, I can go for a nice walk. Or I can make myself a nice cup of tea. Well, see, and you're talking about reframing. So you're attaching reframing to other universal laws. And we can talk about the fact that I can have flexibility on the call. Mm -hmm. I can also um, implement uh, responsibility, the law of responsibility that, you know what, this really isn't a job or part of the action that should be delegated. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to accept that personal responsibility to get that thing done, this action needs to be on my shoulders. Oh, God. And now we're so we're also throwing on the universal law of responsibility. Yes. And I'm doing this on purpose because this show goes out to the public for free, right? And mm-hmm. if people, like you said, are tuning in for the first time and you're like, what the fuck are universal laws? And they're like, oh, my God, there's more than three. Like, we, mm-hmm. have, we have four more just this week coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did all last week, or last month, pardon me, on the universal laws as well. So so you guys can deep dive into this if you're if you're having fun with it. Mm-hmm. Or if you're just seeing that the universal laws and knowing about them gives you less stress or stops your ruminating, stops that panicky thinking or anxiety, or you think, whoa, this is my path out of this depression. Mm-hmm. Or my ruminate or my pardon me, Kelly, or my procrastinating. Yeah. Because when you can keep in mind, okay, which universal law am I practicing or which universal law do I need to be practicing at this point, there's much more accessibility to acceptance mm-hmm. and just being in it. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to say too, I think that when we step into action, we have to confront what our fears are. Mm-hmm. And mm, I'm going to suggest here too that another tool could be the emotional wheel so that people might go, oh, okay, good. You know, I'm take two seconds, pull out my laptop or my phone, check out the emotional wheel. It's all over the internet for free. So that when you actually are stepping into an action, maybe you're looking at something you have been procrastinating and you go, you know what, going to tackle something today, a conversation or a task or an endeavor I've been wanting to do, whatever it is. Grab your emotional wheel so that as you approach something, you can look at the wheel and not stay in the core center of it, but go out into the second and the third levels to be able to better identify what you're actually feeling. Mm -hmm. And you might recognize, oh, I'm actually in some fears, or I'm actually in surprise, or I'm whatever. Yeah, I'm just going to throw out another option here that if, if we're looking at the behavior is procrastination... You might be feeling anger um, Mm -hmm. at the surface and not understand that what you feel underneath is fear, right? So we might be only willing to identify with one emotion Mm -hmm. because anger is more comfortable than feeling shame. Anger is more comfortable than feeling sadness, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so... The, the emotional wheel can help you dig a little bit deeper to understand, oh, this procrastination isn't really about me being angry about what needs to get done. It's that I actually feel insecure about, mm-hmm. about my own skills to get this done. Right. And so, like you said before, just being able to identify where we're at kind of helps 
the demon feel a little bit smaller and less mm-hmm. scary. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, oh, good to know. Okay, I can work through this one this one piece of information. Mm-hmm. And then maybe you can find just a tiny bit of courage if you're breaking it down, like you said, into process. Instead of thinking I have to have a whole bunch of courage mm-hmm. to take this course. And or also I- let's remember that courage is acting in spite of fear. It's not mm-hmm. an absence of. Right. Some people wait until the fear is gone, and it's like, Jesus, I wouldn't get out of bed in the morning if that were the case. Mm-hmm. Or I want someone else to step into their courage and do something. I don't want to actually have to do it for me. Well, that's not how life works if you're going to be a healthy person. Which is why we encourage education on the universal laws. Mm-hmm. So why don't we leave it there for today? Mm-hmm. Um, we've got four more shows coming for you, uh, and we're, we're just excited to be talking about them. So thanks for joining us today. Thanks for listening to Sips of Sanity. Catch the full monthly workshop on patreon.com forward slash the Sarlos.